Legend has it that his wife also played a significant role with her some of her final touches. And she said, well, let's add the earrings to the cow because she wanted the cow to be more playful and be more feminine and have more of a feminine look. So she thought that it would have the earrings. Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast. Many years ago, when I was traveling Vietnam, and this would have been in the early 1990s. Wow, that's a long time ago. And this was before many foreigners had traveled here. I remember one of the things that we could get would be, we get, of course, the wonderful Vietnamese bread that they make that you can buy out on the street, and the laughing cow cheese. And I remember thinking, isn't this odd that we can find this sort of like processed French cheese here in Vietnam. But you could be able to find the laughing cow cheese and the Vietnamese bread. And a lot of times that became sort of my morning breakfast. And I'd sometimes have it together with a with a fried egg. It's still, by the way, one of my favorite breakfasts. I still really enjoy that breakfast. When I was home in the United States recently, my mother asked me to go to the store and pick her up some laughing cow cheese. Every morning she eats the laughing cow cheese on a piece of bread. It really got me thinking a bit about the laughing cow cheese. I mean, here it is. It's it's in like every country in the world almost has this laughing cow cheese. Where did this French brand of cheese exactly come from? But the story of the laughing cow cheese I actually find is quite an interesting story. It's, it's really a story that has gone on for a centuries, for a long time, the Laughing Cow Cheese has been produced. And it's a story about an innovative company who has made a difference throughout the world. It actually started in 1865 in the French Alps, where the Laughing Cow Cheese, or the family who made the Laughing Cow Cheese, started to make cheese. You know, they began to specialize in different types of cheeses, and they became recognized for their quality and craftsmanship. Actually, in 1898, the Jules Bell's son, and Jules Bell's was the man who started the cheese company, his sons, Henry and Leon, inherited the family business. And recognizing the potential for growth, they began to say, we need a more strategic location. So they moved into a city nearby because of the city would have had salt and it was connected to the railway network. So they understood that if we're going to make cheese, we have, we have to be able to get the cheese out to people within a you know, certain period of time. But they moved to a town where they were able to find the salt, and they were able then to make the cheese. It was in 1914, actually, during World War I, that Leon Bell was assigned to logistics corps of the Army. As soldiers began to draw humorous symbols on supply wagons to identify various units, the commanding officer sought an illustration for his unit, which was known as, you know, the fresh meat supply. An artist, an illustrator, he was going to make the symbol and kind of make it kind of fun. So he created a, um, a cow or a, or a laughing cow. And so that's kind of where the idea of the laughing cow came from. It was in 1921, shortly after the war, Leon crossed paths with the Graf family, who had imported a product from Switzerland into France during the conflict, which was known as processed cheese. And he began to recognize the potential for this, you know, innovative creation that, you know, oh, you know, if we could, if we could have our cheese and our cheese could be processed, and then we could be able to have the cheese, which could last longer, then this would be good. So 
he actually started to bring in the, into his facility for the cheese to become processed. And it was in this collaboration that the Laughing Cow Cheese came out. It was in 1923 that he updated the brand's logo. So almost exactly 100 years ago, almost today, the brand of logo of the Laughing Cow Cheese started. And he he started, was seeking a more refined type of logo. And then he remembered, you know, this logo, which had been on this truck during World War One, and he wanted to have a close-up of the cow's head. He started to create this logo. He made this iconic sort of, you know, red color, you know, synonymous with this laughing cow. Legend has it that his wife also played a significant role with her some of her final touches. And she said, well, let's add the earrings to the cow because she wanted the cow to be more playful and be more feminine and have more of a feminine look. So she thought that it would have the earrings. I'm not sure if she kind of thought that way because maybe she thought, well, you know, women are going to buy this cheese if we make it more feminine. Maybe more women will want to buy it. I'm not sure if that was her reasoning, but we do know that it was the wife who added the earrings to the cow. You know, today... You know, the cow used to have on it a nose ring. You don't see it so much today, but the nose ring could have been that during the agricultural practices during this time, a lot of the cows, of course, would have had rings through their noses. So actually, you know, this is quite interesting. This laughing cow cheese, you know, has earned its place in the world. It is the fourth largest processed cheese globally. And that's really, you know, the power of this brand, that this is where you know, during Vietnam, when there was hardly any foreign goods here in Vietnam, the one thing that I could be able to find during that time was the Laughing Cow cheese. In fact, today this cheese is found in 120 countries with approximately, get this, 10 million portions sold daily. I mean, that's huge if you think about it, those little tiny squares of cheese. 10 million of them are being sold every single day. So it's rightfully earned its place as a major global brand. But it's interesting to note that all of this started, the laughing cow symbol and everything started during World War I with the, the French soldiers deciding to decorate their trucks and to give their trucks some type of cartoon or something fun. And the whole laughing cow started with that. And that's how this brand became such a popular brand. It became the brand that we know today and we love today of the Laughing Cow Cheese. What's interesting too is the Laughing Cow Cheese themselves, they've changed, they've added new flavors, they've added new things. If you go into a grocery store now in America, there's always a little section with the Laughing Cow Cheese there. You can buy all different types of the cheese. And it, it is really, it's a it's a great cheese. It's It's for a processed cheese. It really is a very good cheese cheese and tastes very good. I thought that was such an interesting story about something that we see every single day, but yet has made its way around the world. You know, at the Dusty Roads podcast and at our blog, A Bus on a Dusty Road, we're all about living our life as a global citizen. You know, part of that is understanding the world around us and understanding things that take place in the world. And and, you know, food happens to be one of the things um, this month that we're talking about more just because we, we have more things that we've been talking about with food. You know, it, it actually food is such an important part of every single culture and every single place we live. Food is part of life. It's part of everyone's life. Food is important for them. 
And food really reminds us of different cultures. So the Laughing Cow Cheese is one of those where you see the French influence for the last hundred years, but particularly, you know, for the last while that this French influence has remained in places as Vietnam, where even when you could hardly find anything that was Western, you could still find this French Laughing Cow Cheese. This is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this, give us a thumbs up. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you be part of our community, have you subscribe, and you know, join with us as we live life as a global citizen. We'd like to thank those who helped make this possible. Thank you, our listeners. We know without you, it would not be possible. And thank Rico for his help in putting this together. Mm-hmm.